The second talk on Kisisa, on the portion of Kisisa, is a, another technical analysis of a Rashi. The verse talks about Moshe seeing Hashem's presence. Hashem passing by God. Moshe had asked, Moses had asked God to appear before him. God says, you will see my back. And he passes before him, tells him the 13 attributes of mercy, the secret for always achieving God's atonement for whatever people may have done. And it says in the verse, Moshe hurried and he bowed down to the ground and he prostrated himself. So Rashi brings down the words, Moshe rushed and he says, when Moshe saw the Shekhinah, when he saw the Divine Presence passing by, and he heard the sound of his call, Miyad Vayishtachu, immediately he, he bowed down. The Rebbe asks multiple questions on this Rashi. He says, at first glance, Rashi seems to be asking the question, to be trying to answer the question, what, what caused Moshe to bow down? And he's answering what caused him to bow down is seeing the Divine Presence passing by, hearing the sound of God's call. But, he says, that doesn't seem to fit. Why? First of all, in the simple interpretation of the text, there's no question why he bowed, why he bowed down. Already previously, we talked about all the people bowing down at Mount Sinai. When they heard the Besura Sagula, they heard the, the news that they would be redeemed, sorry, in Egypt. Uh, when they heard the news that they would be redeemed, they need to give praise. Moses is being told the secret for atonement. Of course, he needs to bow down and say thank you. On the other hand, if for whatever reason, Rashi feels that this isn't because of it. It's because of the Shekhinah passing by, because of the Divine Presence passing by. First of all, how does he know this? And second of all, if he somehow knows this, if he somehow feels this is a requirement, we have to explain this, then the question becomes the other way around. Why didn't Moshe bow down? Simply as a thank you for the good news that he had received. Furthermore, Rashi quoted from the text the words, Vayamaher Moshe, Moshe Rush, not the words, Vayikodartsavishtahu, that he bowed down. And fourth, Rashi seems to emphasize miyad vayishtachu. Immediately he bowed down. What's the immediately here? Says the Rebbe must be Rashi is addressing a different question. The question that Rashi is addressing is on the words vayimaher Moshe. When it says Moshe rushed, his question is why did Moshe rush? And that's why he answers. Well, the divine presence is, is passing by. Vishama kriya. He already heard the sound of God calling out, so he's got to rush and say thank you before before God has already finished passing through. But the Rebbe says that question also that that interpretation also leaves us with several questions. First of all, why does he wonder why Moshe is rushing? Moshe always rushed to do what he what, what's right. There's the, there's a concept of zrizos of alacrity, and in everything that he did, Moshe was served God with zrizos, served God with alacrity. So why would we be shocked suddenly here that he rushes to bow down? Also. You would think that it would say first he hears the sound and then sees God passing by. It says it the other way around. He sees God passing by and then he hears the sound. Third, how could you say that Moshe saw the divine presence? It already said, God told him, you're not going to be able to see me. So why over here where are we saying that he sees God coming towards him? 
Why does it say, Vishama Hakriya? He heard the sound of God's call. Theoretically, it should just say he heard God's call. And also, Rashi says, immediately he bowed down. But one second, in the verse it says, He bowed down and then prostrated himself. Rashi says, Immediately he prostrated himself. Isn't he skipping? A, shouldn't he say, He should say, Immediately he bowed down. So the Rebbe says, must be, Rashi's question isn't why Moshe rushed. Of course Moshe rushed. Moshe rushed about everything he did. All good deeds he did. Rashi's question is the other way around. Why does the verse need to emphasize that Moshe rushed? If always he rushed, that would be self-understood. So Rashi says that the bowing down that we're talking about over here isn't after God speaks to him, thanking God for the good news. But on the contrary, this bowing down that we're talking about, this prostration that we're talking about, is because as soon as he saw the Shechina, the Divine Presence, going past, in other words, even before God has spoken to him, he, immediately he bows down, even before he hears God say anything. Had to explain that, Rashi first says, when he saw the Shechina coming, in other words, as soon as you see the king approaching, immediately you, doubt, but you bow down. Sure, probably afterwards he bowed down again. He prostrated himself again as a thank you for the good news. But as soon as he sees the king, he immediately prostrates himself out of respect. According to this, he says there's no question. Why? Uh, how, how could it be that he sees God? If God uh, before said, you won't be able to see my face. We're not talking about seeing God's face. We're not even talking about seeing God's back. We're talking about just seeing that the divine presence is approaching. Like when you see the king coming towards you, immediately bow down. That's not included in, in the sight that Moses had asked about, that Moshe, and, and, that Moshe had discussed with Hashem. And obviously, then it makes sense to bow down. In that moment, as soon as you see the king approaching, immediately Moshe prostrates himself. According to this, says the Rebbe, you could explain also why it says, Miyad vayishtachu, immediately prostrated himself, and it skips vayikait, it skips the bowing. Bowing, according to Rashi's interpretation, is the bending of the head. Vayishtachu is the complete prostration. Normally, there's a two-step process. There's bowing the head, and then you reach the second level, the greater expression of respect, with a complete prostration on the ground. But in this case, Moshe sees God approaching. It's almost as if he skips the bowing. He goes straight to the prostration. Immediately he prostrated himself to show that complete and total respect to Hashem. To emphasize miyad, that immediately he skipped that process. He goes immediately to prostration. The Rebbe says, the, 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 the spiritual nugget hidden in this Rashi is that he uses the word shechina, the divine presence. Tanya explains to us that Shechina, why is God called the Shechina, the presence of God, this has to do with the degree of the divine presence that manifests itself in the world. And that's what Rashi is expressing. When he saw Shechina, when Moshe sees how godliness is manifest within the world, within our, within our reality, he jumps right away to the prostration. In the Farbrengen, when the Rebbe spoke about this, the Rebbe preceded this talk with the following. He said, we're talking about Vayimahar Moshe, about Moshe's rushing. This teaches us an important lesson. It says, so often when we talk about a mission, when the Rebbe spoke about going out on shlichus, going out to, to, to create, to, to, to fulfill our mission in lives, many people 
may have thought I could put it off. I've done already so much. I'm tired. Let somebody else do. I've learned already. I'll just learn about the concept and somebody else will carry out in practicality or the time will come when I'll get up to doing it. Says the Rebbe, Moshe certainly learns a lot. He learns everything. And yet, Miyad vayishtachu vayimaher Moshe. Moshe was in a rush to immediately fulfill the mission, to immediately accomplish whatever needed to be done. Important lesson for us. Whenever we know there is a purpose in this world, whenever we know there's an area of divine service that we're capable of doing, there's no time to put it off. We have to immediately embrace it and miyad speedily accomplish the goal.